With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Cyber isn't one thing, cyber is everything. It cuts across every industry, connecting everybody. It's the same way Dakota State University isn't just a university. With our Cyber 27 initiative, DSU has a stronger, more secure future. We're adding more faculty and welcoming more students building labs, adding degrees, conducting game-changing research. We need partners to work with us and put our graduates to work for them. Visit dsucyber27.com to learn more. This week's FYP podcast is sponsored by beer52.com. Uh, and as you like beer, don't you? Uh, yes, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> well, <Look at> me. <laughs> so how would you like eight free beers in the post? I'd like 52, actually. <laughs> I'd like 52, but I'll, I'll have eight. If I can get eight, I'll have eight. Okay, well, thanks to Beer 52, we're rewarding all our listeners with eight free exclusive craft beers from all around the world. All you've got to do is go to beer52.com forward slash FYP, put in your details, and like Luca from the penalty spot... They'll dispatch them immediately. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> All you've got to do is cover the four ninety five for postage. Uh, but, mate, yeah. unlike VAR, it gets better. It does. <laughs> because this F- is good. FYP listeners get two extra free beers. So that's ten free beers in total. I'm in. Where do I sign up? Where do I sign up again? Uh, Beer52.com forward slash FYP. But if you claim this before the 17th of December, they're guaranteed to arrive in time for Christmas. That's right. So that could be breakfast on Christmas Day morning. <laughs> ten, ten beers from all around the world. Not craft bad. beers. So, um, we well get... crafty. Now, Beer 52 call themselves Beer Pioneers. Really? I thought you were probably the first beer pioneer. Uh, well, I was one of them. <laughs> they travel all around the world to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries the planet has to offer. Well, that's a tough job, isn't it? Eh? I know. Travelling around the world testing beers. Also, imagine if Palace's scouting was that thorough. Cool, yeah, all right. Don't get on about that. So each month, Beer 52 deliver a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Norway, South Africa, California and Finland and many more. But as an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene as well. What uh, what beer would Palace be? Um, Something quite flat. (laughs) So there's a bit up and down, really. (laughs) So there's very typical, very typical beer. That leaves like a weird taste in your mouth. A weird taste, but you keep going back for more. It's quite addictive. (laughs) It's very addictive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So your case will also include include the award-winning craft beer magazine, Ferment. Ferment. Mm, Which explains the theme and the individual beers you receive and has a cheeky snack thrown in too. A Uh, cheeky snack. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And uh, going forward, you can custom your orders. So don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan. Good idea. Simple as that. If only ordering a beer at Sellers was this easy. If only ordering a beer full stop was this easy. (laughs) So, go to beer52.com forward slash FYP to get your first case of eight free beers plus two free ones just for FYP listeners. All you've got to do is pay that $4.95 postage. And just to clarify, you are joining a monthly club, but there's no lock-in. You can cancel literally at any time. That's beer52.com forward slash FYP. And just to confirm, that's the word beer and then the numbers 52.com. And claim this deal by the 17th of December to guarantee... Pre-Christmas delivery. I'm in. Right, on with the podcast. Hick. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! Whoa! Pod 308. Yada yada. I know, crazy. Uh, James, 308. James, yeah. 
How yep. do you feel about that? Um, old. <laughs> James Endicott is here. Hi. How, How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, I'm very good, actually. I'm very good today. I felt yeah, a bit rough yeah. when I woke up, but now I'm feeling <laughs> tipped up. Don't we all? Um, and James, we've got a very special guest Have this we? week. It's been ages since he's been on. I genuinely can't remember, but I'm delighted to welcome back Ben Bailey-Smith, a.k.a. Doc Brown. I'd yes. love to hear just side by side the uh, the sound quality difference between 308 and 38. <laughs> yeah, and I think no one wants to hear that. That would be horrible. Because <laughs> uh, it has been a very long time and the, the, the times I remember coming on the show, we were like shouting over waiters and yeah. Eating lads pizza. on tables. Did you, come, did you come to the pub? I definitely did a pub one once yeah. and I did somewhere else. And I, it was never quiet. No. I don't remember that much. And I've done, I've done quite a few phoners. Yeah, where they've just been called up, and I've just been in the garden or something. Well, <laughs> well, look, welcome to our salubrious new surroundings. This is, yeah. I mean, you didn't need to do this for me. <laughs> we just I can sit in a, in a pub. It's fine. Um, uh, we are at Soho Radio as well. To point out, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, lovely people. Um, right. So, quick few announcements. Our live podcast, seventeenth of January, Friday night in yep. Streatham. Thirty tickets left. Wow, they're selling, aren't they? Yeah, cakes, not many. Uh, only thirty-five seats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. See you, see you, Doc. Nice to meet you, mate. Now, where is it? Where is it? Uh, Stratton Space Project. Wicked. In, uh, you should Hill. come along. Mm. It's a nice venue. Oh, we've got a very special guest, a Palace legend. Yeah, we do. Yeah, some yeah. would call him. It's not Kevin Day. It is an actual former <laughs> Palace player. Thirty tickets left. You can get them at Eventbrite.co.uk or go to our social platforms. The details on there. Uh, we're up for an award. Wow, the F- non-stop. FSA Awards for Best Fan Media. <laughs> Not sure what that means. No, neither Doc, do I. But Best Fan Media. I thought you were going to say the FYP Award. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what Best Fan Media. Hmm. But, I mean, isn't that amazing, though? Because there's all sorts of media, isn't there? Very true. Yeah, yeah, up against everything. Tra- <laughs> traditional media. Up against TV, programs. Yeah, non-fan media. <laughs> there's some big, I think, Ask Blog and um, Liverpool, what's it called, Anfield Rapper... Nominated as well, so we're not going to win, but yeah. it's just nice to be part, part of think, the party. You know, you stuff like the Tuesday Club and 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 uh, the Anfield Rap. Uh, uh, people from like who support other teams actually listen yeah. to those. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's, we're just it's, it's hard to compete with. It is very hard to compete with, but we're happy to be invited. And this is one of the awards that is uh, voted for by listeners. So go to fsf.org.uk and please vote for us. We would really appreciate it. Are you ready for some reviews? Yes, of course. So at Ben each week, we ask our listeners to leave five-star reviews. Or four-star, or whatever (laughs) star they want. But ideally, five-star reviews on iTunes, and we read some of them out. So this one's from EVW888. It's a catchy name. It says, best Palace podcast, informative and funny. I eagerly await it each week. Liquid football. Liquid football. (laughs) Liquid podcasting. Get in. Thanks for that. And uh, Neil Von Eagle. Oh, is it a real name or not? Says, well worth a listen. I love this Palace podcast. Listen to it. Listening to it is time well spent if you are a Crystal Palace follower. Informed, honest, and open discussion on all the latest topics affecting the club. Great stuff. Well worth a listen. And he's literally put five stars in his review. Wow. Nice. He's so, actually written the words five stars. <laughs> you know, he's got five star emojis right. um, in there. What a legend. Well, thank you guys. Uh, thanks for those reviews. They're wonderful. I've got an idea for future reviews. Go on. Right, because so last week I gave out I've got some FYP themed badges. Oh, I was going to bring you one. I forgot what no did you gave one to you. He did, yeah. I thought if people could leave us a review, but as a Palace player, past or present, then I will the, the best one each week. I'll give them some badges and, and sort of writing, attempting to write in their voice. Yeah, right. in their voice. That's an interesting challenge. Yeah, yeah. Nice. it's a good challenge. So you could do it as Tony Popovich, and it could be. Good day, <laughs> or something else. Australian, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I feel yeah. like there's a couple of risks to the segment <laughs> in, <laughs> in general. Okay, um, uh, I mean, reading out five star reviews at the start of a show, you know, obviously it invites people to say, but it's not five stars. And why don't they read out my my two star mm. review that I sent last week? But you, you left know, us a two star review, and then uh, yeah, true, <laughs> and then. Uh, then you've got the pressure that it puts on you after sort of reading about how amazing the show is. That's a fair point. You've got to do the show after that. That's true. Should it's we do them, point, do them at the end, maybe? Yeah, I reckon once, you've, once you've absolutely knocked it out of the park. Right. And if we've done a crap show, we just don't mention it. <laughs> you don't mention <laughs> it. It wasn't worth the reviews today, guys. <laughs> anyway, listen, we love all your reviews and we really appreciate it. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcast from because that helps us get up the list, apparently. Um, shout out to one of our patrons. Ready? Yep. 
Drum roll, can we get a drum roll? For Leon Grenier. Ooh, hello, Leon. Hello, Leon, what a legend. You can, Shout out. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast. Shall we talk about Palace Liverpool? Yes, please. We've got all the admin out of the way. I've been in a really long uh, back and forth on the text with a scouse mate of mine. Um, shout out Kent Riley, who I'm, I'm going to see this weekend. I'm going up to Liverpool. Um, and it was just a long back and forth. I had to keep bringing it back to banter because every time, <laughs> every time I suggested, made the slight suggestion that we were lucky, it hit me with like stats, really angry stats. But the stats were in our favour, weren't they? Yeah. Most of the stats were in our favour. Yeah. He's, he's talking about, uh, yeah, I mean, he was talking about stats in general because I suggested he was, they were lucky and then he, he, uh, he listed a number of games, hundreds of games, how many hundreds of games they've won out of hundreds of games, like 134 <laughs> out of 150 or something like that. Right. He's like, yeah, really lucky. And I was like, well, no, I was specifically yeah. talking about the Palace game. And if we're going to talk about, if we're going to get into like 134, who's the last team you lost to? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then exactly. I was like, actually, no, come on, I haven't seen you for a couple of years. Let's keep it. <laughs> Let's keep it friendly. Keep it cordial. Yeah. What are your thoughts, James, on VAR? I'm sorry to I'm sorry to bring it up, but it was again. What was interesting? What I found very interesting about the VAR on Saturday, because uh, it was towards the end of the first half when um, um, Tompkins scored. scored inverted commas. The Palace, and then it, they were realised it had gone to VAR because all the players were just hanging around, and Jordan Henderson was literally shouting over the referee, you know, completely hassling him as if he was going to make the decision which goes to somebody else in a in a bus somewhere, doesn't it? Like in the Thames, I don't know. And it was like, what I found very interesting about the whole thing is that the Palace fans was, was shouting obscenities about VAR even before the, the decision went against us. Mm. They were shouting, you know, F-V-A-R, 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 even though we may have got the goal. so We've also benefited from VAR We have VAR, oh, no, we've benefited. I think we've benefited when we shouldn't have done nothing, especially the Aston Villa game. I mean, that was never... That, I mean, we shouldn't have... But anyway, you know, it's one of those things. It's like anything. We see it every year and the penalties. Oh, this decision went against us. It evens, was it, this is it, the expression, is that it evens itself out at the end of the season. What was, was, it, was it a foul by Jordan Ayew on Lovren? In the middle of the park, no. But in the penalty area, I think if, if that was the other way around, which it could easily have been Lovren on, on Ayew, yeah. you know, mm. um, uh, uh, up the other end, we, we, we'd be screaming for a penalty. We'd be absolutely screaming for a penalty. But if you watch it, there's not enough weight mm. from IU on Lovren to go down. No. But it is what it is. We've, we, we f***ing begged, begged, we begged. <laughs> we begged. Yeah. begged. Old I begged school. every day, mate. Begged. We begged for this belo- for our beloved VAR. We begged for VAR. Every manager is like, that's why you've got to have the technology. Every week on Match of the Day. Now we got it and we don't like it. I think the biggest issue with it for me is it doesn't seem to be working as well as it did in the World Cup, which I just don't understand. It's mm. because they're not the going Cup. over to the screen. World Cup was it? ages ago. Surely it should have improved. Like ago. That, the and that's, <laughs> that's the highest level of football and it seemed to be working, I thought, quite well. Plus, I thought it was really entertaining, the VAR. You know, seeing him run over to the monitor, you could all see what he was looking at uh, and then he'd make a decision and it felt like the clock was ticking. Mm. Now it's like... It can take three minutes, apparently. It can take five minutes. It can take as long as the referee wants to deliberate. Um, And the biggest, biggest problem, the biggest problem by far for me is that VAR is anti-goal, man. If you look at the stats, it disallows more goals than it overturns to make a goal. And that's just sterilising the game. And, and you know, before VAR, the benefit of the doubt, was always with a striker mm. because it was yeah. people want goals. Yeah, and now it's like anything that they can do to stop a goal ha- happening. And I'm not talking about Palace. I'm talking about every team. It seems that is the focus. And for me, a hundred percent, it's taken the spirit and the momentum away from the game. And I, I'm a VAR advocate. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, just, I, I, I think the way it's, it's operating totally now is totally down sh- there shit. for entertainment, isn't it? I think it's you know, if, if you're sat at home, it is entertaining. 
if you're sat in your armchair and it's there, it's like, oh, it's entertaining. But being at the ground, it's that thing, it's that lack of communication we talk about a lot. And, yeah, and that's and a you're lack there, of you're at the ground, for, and it's just for, like, for, you're there. And we had, you, you really, fans. we're all jumping up and down. We, we scored against Liverpool in the, you know, the, the end of the first half. And then it's like, oh, here we go again. You, and you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. There's no well, we'd, we'd also scored uh, legitimately. I mean, it'd been a very good first half, hadn't it? I mean, the performance in general was very good, but that first half in particular. The best, definitely, I think it might be the best I've seen us play. I think he's the best. Uh, Everyone I, I played agree. really well. Everyone yeah. really put a shift in. Yeah. Um, I was absolutely... I was, on my knees praying for that Benteke overhead yeah. to go in. Oh, man. weren't we all, man? I if, when, when, when he, I just, you could see it in his eyes and the ball was coming to him, I thought, this is actually going in. It's going in. And then the Wilf chance was just... Oh, the Wilf. And he, that was and upsetting he because it just, I would just assumed it was offside. Everything seemed I to stop. It, it was like slow motion. Yeah. It was right and he could have done anything with where it. we were. He's, the, the look of horror on his face... He just he literally pulled, pulled, pulled his shirt up, didn't he? And he yeah, hit his head. We, we deserved the He just point. knew. He knew. He knew he'd messed up. We did, we've had a few questions. Leif Anderson's forehead, who's oh, a regular listener, has said, uh, best performance of the season? I think so. And Jim Foster said, I feel really good about the game on Saturday. We were good. Not the result, of course. Does this game settle us up now for the next few games? Was it important to put in a good performance? Massively, because I was at the Leicester game, and you could say that's equivalent. I know... You know, Liverpool are a better team than than Leicester, but Leicester are their closest challengers at the moment. And um, you know, when they came, we had a very good record against Leicester. It was something like thirteen-one in aggregate <laughs> scores over the last four games, uh, and we just did not have a sniff. I mean, they played really well, but we were really poor. Mm. And you know, you we, at that stage, I think a lot of Palace fans we were looking at the run of games, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah, we if we get a couple of draws out of this run, we'll be happy leading up to, to Liverpool. Uh, ending that horrible run with Liverpool and playing as well as we did, definitely I feel better because we've been quite good against the crappy teams this season. Mm. Whereas, you know, it's always, or at least the years we've been in the Premier League uh, this this time around, it's, it never seems cut and dry with any of the smaller teams and you mm. just think oh we're going to be that team who springs a surprise at, at a Manchester City or at a Liverpool and that's all well and good but well, it, does feel it now, still just it leaves us in a relegation battle every year. It feels year. like now we will still spring a result now and then we had City last season we got a good result at Arsenal but we but, will also beat those teams below we'll us. We'll deal with them we'll deal with them and it's, it's, it's interesting you know looking at where we slipped up Sheffield United you look at Sheffield United now and you go, oh, no, actually, that was, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, it wasn't I, too bad. I've seen Man United be awful many, many times this season and last season. But the way Sheffield United put them to the sword the other night was incredible. Mm. And, I mean, Man United didn't deserve anything out of the game. So, uh, it's yeah, I look, I look back on that and I think that's fine. I think we've beaten the teams that we should have beaten. Yep. And I think we've definitely got a couple more surprises up our sleeve. The big, big, big question mark and talking point, I think, for Palace is what happens in January mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. with the transfer window. I th- I think you look at the table and I think we're... They, they say the table doesn't lie. And I think we, we're we in the right position. Yeah. We're in the right position yeah, for, yeah. The, for the team we've got. I think you're exactly right about January. And that could it could make... make or break the season, I think, really, without a doubt. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to get sucked into that relegation battle. I'd, no. I'd, I'd, I'd like a little bit of mid-table obscurity for a while. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to... I mean, I know this is it's not live or anything, but maybe for your next pod, I'd love to hear like what the, who the listeners think we should be going for. Mm. You know, because mm. a lot of fans talk a lot of crap and they're, they're all asking for things that they're never going to get. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like all the West Ham fans are like, oh, we should have Benitez. Benitez should come. Why would Benitez go there? Like, yeah. oh, we should have Pochettino. Mate, get your heads out of your asses. You lot are sh- I'm still amazed that Pellegrini went there. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's that's a classic Pochettino. team that is the same size as us that thinks they just deserve yeah. whatever Spurs and Arsenal and yeah. the big London clubs um, deserve. Um, we, we don't have that, do we? We, we, we don't, don't but that. we do have a, a young way. I think it's great we've attracted new support youngsters around South London and whatnot. We're not like when I was growing up. You just if you supported Palace, you didn't admit. No, you do you didn't. mean? Yeah. I was in the closet for years. <laughs> now it's like You're it's, well it's now, fine for a, it's fine for a youngster to support Palace, and we have got a new wave of young support, which I think is amazing. But one thing I would say is 
you know, if you're 19 now, 20, you know, most of your young life, you've known us in the Premier League yeah, yeah, yeah. and you yeah, start, you're already starting to, why, we should be pushing for Europa. We should be doing this. We should be doing that. <laughs> Just hold your horses, yeah, yeah. right? We're still trying to solidify a position. And I think the smartest way to do that, well, we've been doing it. We've been very pragmatic. We've done what we've had to do with very little resources. But the fact of the matter is there has to be a little bit of cash from that Wambasaka sale that we can put into something interesting in January. And, Personally, I'd love to see an interesting young Loney, someone like Rianne Brewster, alongside someone who's getting goals somewhere in a in a humbler division somewhere. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because there's there's a we few really players a out there in Mexico, in Brazil, in Argentina, uh, and even even in France and, uh, and and Belgium in some of the, uh, the 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 smaller teams who I think would love a crack at trying to score goals against City yeah, against absolutely. Well, our, loan, know, our loanee record is actually not too bad is it we've got Mitchie in last season and he yeah. transformed us so he's another one that should be in this conversation because yes, I, agree. I don't think he's 100% happy playing the second fiddle at Chelsea Chelsea got so many players coming through Yeah, it's a hard team to get into and Ruben <laughs> I mean I know we've got plenty of midfielders but uh, he's really not nice. getting a sniff, is he? No. Weird. I think Mitchie thought he was going to go back to Chelsea and actually be number one striker. But yeah. Tammy's done very Tammy's well. Tammy's come Tammy through. Really well. So many players have come through all of a sudden, yeah. scoring goals as mm. well. Tomori and, and, and Pulisic, they've got goals from all sorts of positions. Yeah. And suddenly, like, second string striker is not... Yeah. I wonder if, weirdly, this is the first week in ages we've actually not had any questions about transfers. We normally get them every week right, okay. and Mitchie's <laughs> name normally comes up. I, I still think we will be... In for him in January, but we will see what happens. Let's, and also, whoever we get in January, can we try and do it like maybe the first week of January? Yeah, Shall rather we? than the day before. <laughs> rather than the beginning of February, usually. Oh, like no, the end of January, beginning of February. We, it's like it's a whole month. Do you know what I mean? What is that down to? Why because people, I've got a lot of people. You know, know how we all feel like we know exactly what's happening at the club? <laughs> of course you we know. Do. And I'm thinking, well, hold on. I've sat at the table with, I've had lunch regularly with, with Dougie Friedman, with Mark Bright, with Parrish. And I don't, I don't know what's going on. No. So how the f*** do you know <laughs> what is going on? But people will tell you, oh, it's Doug, Dougie Freeman. You know, he's, he's just not, he's not having the right conversations with the right people. I think, how do you know? How yeah. do you know? You don't know. But that said, is Dougie like, you know, when you, when you look at all the guys schmoozing around the world, yeah. Yeah. having, you know, beers or whatever it is, or going to the casinos or whatever the hell they do, with the right people. Is Dougie that guy? Is he the guy who's like, I, I don't know. He, well, he doesn't come across it's as a schmoozer, does he? He doesn't. He doesn't, he, he doesn't come I, I across as that, as that effervescent he's, guy you want to hang out with. He's low-key, absolutely lovely man. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if, if, if that's what he's doing. I, I, like I say, I can't say either way. I just can't picture it. And I wonder how seriously we're taken in amongst all the... Um, the team scrabbling around trying to get people interested well, this is and how thing. well we sell ourselves. This is the thing because well, yeah. we know that, well, I don't know the ins and outs transfers, but I'm sure there are numerous variables where deals might be done and then something happens, you know, negotiations, whatever. So I think they're not as straightforward as people imagine at all. It's not like championship sure. manager where you just, you know, of up course. the offer and <laughs> no, then it never, click accept never. and it happens. Um, but, and Dougie's track record is mixed. Is that a fair way to say yeah, There's mixed. been yeah. some successful ones yeah. and some not, but then... It's, it's Premier League football. It's, it's not as easy to guarantee everyone will be a success. I, I was thinking, right, I'd, I'd be interested in how well we sell ourselves yeah. as a club. Because from as the a, outside as looking unit. in, yeah, we're just like, we, we say we're in London. Do you know what I mean? We, we have made headlines various times. We've got one of Europe's best players in, in Wilfred Zaha. We've got support that people talk about across Europe. Um, there's lots of great selling points, but I don't know how well we do that because I s keep seeing year after year big players going to clubs that I think, how's that going to be more fun for you than coming to Palace? Ben, do you think it's something you mentioned earlier on? You were talking about West Ham and about how their ideas are so above their station. Mm. They've got this arrogance about them. We're, you know, we're going to get Pochettino, we're going to get this player, that player. They've got that attitude about them as a club we don't have that now maybe that's our fault we're almost a little bit too humble a little maybe. bit hi hi it's us over we are, here we are a little bit do you know what I mean we're and, a little bit like most people most other team supporters seem to like us which yes, is a, exactly. it's a gift and a curse isn't it if you ask yeah. Fulham fans yeah. mm. they'd be like yeah everyone likes us look where we are yeah. <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean likeable and, I, and, 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 
and I think there's an element of that. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't got that, you know, maybe you need that edge, that 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 ruthlessness that mm. maybe a West Ham have or whoever has, I don't know. And maybe that's something that we don't have. And that's why some players maybe not, maybe it's a bit too comfortable. I think it's an players. excellent point. And I think the other thing I'd love to see is players selling us because players yes. really do that at other clubs. Yeah. Yeah. They They're true. on the WhatsApp groups. And the texts and all of that saying, mate, it's it's wicked here. You'll love it. <laughs> like the manager's so cool, training, blah, blah, blah. We we need a bit of that as well. And I'd love Mitchie to be the Benteke whisperer. Do you know what I mean? If there's something, <laughs> some Belgian shit he could do that gets him scoring, they'd be a tasty partnership. Well, yeah. that must have happened in the Chelsea WhatsApp group because we've had so many loans from Chelsea recently. Yeah. Mm. It's so that must have happened. Yeah. Um, can I bring it back just for the end of part one? Back to the Liverpool game. Mm. And sorry to end on a negative. Uh, and it was a good performance and it was, it was confidence booster yeah. going into the next few games. The defending for the second goal was a bit Sunday league, wasn't it? Really, it really, really <laughs> reminded me of um, uh, a, a five-a-side that I was playing two or three nights before. Where you know where everyone panics, yeah, and you you try and kick it and you slice it, and it, it goes to, goes to the defender next to you, and he tries to kick it and he slices it, and it just won't go out. There's a swing that Jimmy Mack takes at it that is so schoolboyish. Yeah. It's like somebody just toe punt that fucking thing yeah. a million just miles hit away. The ball. Every set piece in every game against us, I, I panic. Well, yeah. it, well this really is my point. Is, is this a worry that actually re- recently in set pieces happened against Arsenal? Yep. Um, uh, is it something to worry about? Yeah, it is, mm. 100%. And I think Gary Cahill sometimes feel must feel like he's screaming at a brick wall. You know, oh, well, not even a brick wall. No, it's more, more like a Japanese yeah. Japanese restaurant wall, you know, <laughs> uh, made of paper. Because they, they really need to listen to him. He knows how to set things up. And he must get so frustrated at both ends because he's a great goal scorer. Always was for Chelsea. And he, you know, he ranges forward for our set pieces and we can't clear the first man on a free no. kick or a corner. It's like this disease in defence and attack set pieces with us. You know, but you set pieces used to be such a big part of our game. Of course, I, to, I feel like we used to be good at scoring for them and defending. Them. Small teams, well. it's very important to have that because <coughs> you're not necessarily going to have a lot of possession in the game. You're not necessarily going to be able to create huge flowing passing movements because you haven't got that quality in the middle of the field. So set pieces are everything. Fortunately, as our set pieces have declined, we've developed this new thing that my dad would have said oh it's just like that with with peter taylor and uh, and vince Hillet, you know um marauding wingers or wingbacks mm. pressing on the break and, and and creating uh uh chances where there wasn't any because there's space from the team attacking us um and that's become a sort of new tradition for us which i think is absolutely great and i absolutely love it um but we will always, always be susceptible. When we get a clean sheet, I celebrate it like we've won a, won a, won a trophy. Do you know what I mean? I will say, on the wingers thing, let's end on a, on a positive then, because Andros... Why haven't he, was, why hasn't he been starting? Has he not been 100% fit? Because I'd start him every yeah, well, single game. I think he was a fit, because yeah. after the, he played well at the Arsenal game, then didn't play the next game. Who was that? At home to someone. Um, because he was, wasn't fit. But he was brilliant on Saturday. Was great. He was brilliant. And and talking of that, some marauding wingers, Wilf's movement for the goal. I've watched it. Wilf, it's Wilf, unbelievable. It reminds me. Like, he moonwalks. It was a proper team goal. Yeah, it, it was that, great. That little dart down the left wing that Wilf did for the goal reminded me of the last game of last season against Bournemouth yeah. when he when he rode those tackles. Yeah, and he and he was just on fire. I'm going down this wing, and the and. I must admit, when he passed it to Benteke, I was thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to go over. But I thought the, the move... And the the way Wilf let it roll past him as oh, well. That was lovely. Yeah, that the two just, players oh, just disappeared. It was yeah. beautiful. Benteke, a little bit no, of positivity for, no, for Christian. Definitely. He is actually great in that position, yeah. just off the striker. Unfortunately, he is he's the striker. striker. <laughs> 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 but he's great, isn't he? He, he, he? Short passing move. He's, 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 he's quite comfortable in possession. He's a lot more nimble than you think he is when you look yeah. at him. He, he yeah. it looks quite ungainly, it, but he's great on the ball. For all the ridicule that he gets from within Palace and from without, he still hasn't dropped his head, Christian no, Menteke. It's amazing, isn't it? And yeah. he comes on and with like seven minutes. Crowd, people, what is he supposed him. to do? And he, he he's still really positive. Well, how many, really celebrated the goal, which a lot of strikers yeah. don't do. No, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? How many other players that have gone through his scoring record will come on and attempt to bicycle with their first kick against, <laughs> against their former It's club. an interesting thing, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm one of those... I know we're divided. It's not quite Wenger in, Wenger out type vibes. <laughs> but, you know, we are divided on Benteke. There's a lot of people who just say, get 
Rid. I, I'm like, I'm very philosophical about Benteke. His record is ridiculed in the mainstream press yeah. and all of that. But they don't, they look at dates. They don't look at the injuries he's yeah, had. They don't look true. at the minutes he's played. True, true. If you if you combine all the injury and the the tiny amount of minutes he's had over the two years, mm. of course it's not a great goal scoring record. But it's not. It's, people will just say, oh, you know, one goal in two years. Yeah. Well, it's not really, it's not is quite it? Quite two years, really. It is in terms of dates, but yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm it's not like he's played ninety minutes every week for two years. Hang on, didn't you score in, in my stag do at Stellast? I did, yeah. So, it's a very Benteke. So you and I have actually goal, got actually. more goals from open players than Benteke <laughs> in the last two years. I, I am, I'm, I am the fickle football fan when it comes to Benteke. I've been on this pod just going right. That's it. I've had enough. Get rid. But yet after a performance, that he, the few minutes he came on on Saturday, I thought he actually helped change the game. You know, yeah. he, he, he helped us score, uh, and I think he added to the game. And we've ne- we've still never quite seen. I know Roy is not. He's not one for this because he doesn't necessarily always like playing two strikers up front yeah, together. Yeah. But we've never really seen Benteke up there with a little guy around him. Which That's why I used needs. to I used to scream for Defoe whenever he became available because I just yeah. always thought he'd do such a job at Palace, Jermaine yeah, yeah. Defoe. Yeah. You know, even in his latter years. And I, I just, you know, we got rid of Dwight Gale. I just, I'd, I'd love to see a little guy... Little, running around yeah just yeah. scampering around Benteke with both of them up top well we've got with one with Wilf and Andros on either side Jordan. we've got incredible. one in Jordan I think yeah he's a good grafted Jordan but I don't think he's ruthless enough in front of goal Jermaine Defoe was such a selfish single minded dude mm. And, and yeah. you know, if you played around Jermaine Defoe, you'd still get goals because if a keeper saved it, you could be there to, to, to knock again, it in. But Jermaine again, Defoe, you, we're lacking one of the great that strikers. selfishness up front. And it's, again, it goes down to this whole feeling around the, you know, the, this, this club thing we've got. It's, we're not a selfish club. But you, you, you need that up front. You, 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 need, yeah. you need that arrogance and that selfishness. Yeah, and, 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 and we don't have that. Even though Wilf doesn't have that. No, but he, he does have the self-confidence and self-belief to run with the ball, yes, which is, you know, when you watch Max Meyer come on, it's, it's something in his body language just doesn't believe in himself. And when, when I have arguments with other Palace fans, they say, well, why is Max Meyer playing? He's most, our most creative midfielder. Why is he playing? I say, because if you watch him when he comes on, that's what Roy's seeing in training. Yeah. yeah. His head's down. He's not, he doesn't believe in his own yeah. ability. And until that day, how can you justify as a manager starting someone like that? It's a risk. I mean, he reminds me of me at Sunday League, and actually watching it, watching it back, it's not pretty at all. Yeah. Um, let's move on then from part one. In part two, we're going to discuss an article from our sponsors, The Athletic. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome back to the Fire Plan Podcast. Hey, Pod three oh eight. It's time for part two, where we've got an article from our sponsors, The Athletic. I don't, do I need to introduce The Athletic anymore? You no. guys, you guys know what they are. Yeah, don't yeah. They? it's it's uh, they're the guys online. stealing all the journals from yeah, everyone yeah. else, <laughs> <laughs> paying them a wedge. Yeah. Well, let me. I do actually have to read this bit out. Um, they're, a, <laughs> they're a world class team of writers covering every club, including the best coverage of Crystal Palace. Subscription based website and app with completely ad-free articles, no ads, no annoying pop-ups, just brilliant articles. Welcome to the new home of football writing. And if you visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash FYP, you can start a 30-day free trial and receive 50% off your yearly subscription. Are you ready for this week's article? Yes. Now, this week's article <laughs> is an absolute belter. And I say that in terms I of quality. That was rhetorical. And <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of quality and length, um, it's by the brilliant Don Firefield, and it's an exclusive with Roy Hodgson. Uh, and it's the title is Roy Hodgson exclusive. I don't think age comes into it at all. If anything, you could argue the older the better. And this is from when he went down to visit the uh, Crystal Palace Down syndrome team. Oh yeah, 
It's a wonderful article, and there's a brilliant picture of one of the Down syndrome players. That giving was in him a lot a of the mainstream hug. press as well. It's so they nice. All bundled him. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. It really was a heartwarming photo. That, and it's a heartwarming article as well. And we all know that Hodgson is a, you know, is a, is a loving kind of guy. He's a good man. He's a good guy. Let me read this bit out. Talking specifically about his age. Um, which is something which sort of comes up on the pod quite a lot, doesn't it? We get a lot of questions about... What, my age? <laughs> Not your age. <laughs> All right, OK. About Roy. But he says, uh, Hodgson has been doing uh, this across 20 clubs and national teams in eight countries for the last 43 years. He is active every day on the training pitches at Copers Cope, directing proceedings alongside his long-trusted aide, Ray Lewington, and the younger legs of Dave Reddington and Dean Carley. He still finds a way to coax a tune from players a third his age. There may be a greater reliance on sports science and video analysis these days, but these communication skills he's learned as a teacher back in his youth underpin everything. And this is my favourite bit. We're talking the same language, he said, when asked about the bond he is able to forge with the likes of Wilfred Zaha or last season a young Aaron Wambasaka. We have the same interest. We don't have conversations about film, popular music or video games. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> that doesn't come into our sphere of communication, really. It doesn't need to. All that matters is the subject of football. Then it matters about getting your ideas across, convincing people those ideas will help them do well as individuals and as a team. In that respect, I don't think age comes into it at all. If anything, you could argue the older, the better. Would you be inspired by that as a young player at Palace? It's really, really, really interesting to to hear that and to read that um, because there are a number of elder statesmen in the game, shall we <laughs> Nicely say. Nicely put. That... Um, the players really don't relate to specifically because they feel that what they're saying and how they're portraying it is really outdated. Mm. And I've never had that sense from, from Roy Hodgson. It's, it's really, really interesting. If you speak to or read or listen to any former players of his um, um, from pre-Palace, they'll tell you the same thing. I heard, who was that guy? Um Big, <laughs> annoying guy <laughs> big, used big to play guy. up front for Fulham. And Brighton. Zamora. Bobby Zamora. Zamora. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, check out some of the stuff he's been saying about Roy Hodgson recently. He said, you know what? The the thing w- that worked, he said, you know, it was impossible to relate to him about all sorts of things. But he said the thing that worked was everything that he said made sense. It was really, really clear. Yeah. Right. And he said, for us, we're not, the sm- we're not the sharpest tools in the box. <laughs> so, like, just having that clarity with no faff was amazingly useful and he never, ever, ever broke. So some players might find that boring, but he never changed that. So you always, always knew exactly where you were, right. exactly what you were supposed to be doing. So when you were wrong, he just had to give you a f***ing look. He didn't have to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah, have yeah. to do a Brendan Rodgers, oh, I've got three envelopes here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just really clear who didn't do their job. Yeah. Do you think that comes, because obviously we all know he used to be a teacher locally in Croydon. Yeah, I think that's a big John part John Ruskin school or something. Being able to talk to so many different people, yeah. different ages, different backgrounds, and get your message across, it, it sounds like a teacher at work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, but, I, guess, I guess that's what being a manager is, especially when you, you are an elder statesman mm-hmm. and you've got these young kids. I mean, you know, most of those... Most of the players have been in football since they were seven, eight years old. They don't know any anything else. Um, you know, and I think it's important. You know, I think the way he speaks... And also, I think what Roy's really good at, it's just very, very simple. It's simplistic. So there's no... It's not all these mad ideas of floating this and we'll do that. They're in there and out there and up and down the corner and bang, bang, bang. It's just like A to B, B to C, C to D, get on with it. Mm. And it's just really simple. I think that I think players like that simplicity about and he, it. And he he knows it, he knows his <coughs> level. You know, he he really struggled yeah. with England. I, th- I actually think he was really unlucky with England. I don't think he had the support that he, he, he should have had. He, it was a really awkward time to yeah. be England manager. Yeah. No disrespect to Gareth Southgate, but he's he's become England manager at a really fortunate <laughs> time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where a lot of the old knobs have gone and you know, you've got these exciting kids and whatnot yeah. and, and the expectations are really low. Yeah. Um, oh, and, yeah, well, but, uh, expectations will be a lot higher next summer, I tell you. Similarly <laughs> at Liverpool, you know, his other massively high-profile job, it didn't have a great team. You know, and, and, and his win percentage reflected that. This, with no disrespect whatsoever, is his level. M- mixed in with that, you've got this romanticism, which is real. I know it was talked up when we first got him, 
But it's it's real. That's where he's from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I support Palace because my dad had those Roy Hodgson experiences mm. with the area, with the community. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. With the team, with uh, you know, uh, with the ground. All that stuff is real. So um, I think the players probably respond quite a lot to uh, the sincerity as well. You know, if you speak from the heart. And again, like you're saying, James, if it's plain speaking, yeah. I think players really respond. I totally um, agree. Does it so make I, think, you, I think we're lucky to have him. Well, does it make you... Because obviously we know that he's going to leave at some point, of course. I'd love him to retire, not for the good of Palace, but for the good of himself and his yeah. wife. Do you know what I mean? Just to have a break. <laughs> well, I do he's think, I do think he's, he's... How old is he? 73? 72. Yeah, 72. But I do think he's one of these guys that lives and breathes football. And actually it could be will, if he stops, yeah. We'll still be bored when he retires. Yeah. Whenever that is, one, two, three years down the line. But do you think, James, that actually... You know, we read these things. He's gone to visit the Down Syndrome team. He, he's a wonderful ambassador for our club. Yes, he makes mistakes. You know, subs yeah. annoy people. Defensive tactics annoy people sometimes. But I actually think he'd be one of these managers that when he goes... We'll miss him. We'll realise actually how important the, he was for our I club. I think Big time. it's exactly what Ben said about the rom- the, they, the romantic side of it, the fact that he's a local lad. And, it's, and it is that whole thing about, you know, it's... It's some way hark, harping back to the old days when all the players were local lads and it was a local thing and it's a local team. And the way football is now, it's such a global of game, course. especially the Premier League. It's you can go to any part of the world and they're watching the Premier League and and they'll know <laughs> and as much about Will Sahar as they do about yeah. Kevin De Bruyne and, and fans I mean? of a club based in you know Manchester or whatever get unbelievably pissed off that this guy from Buenos Aires would like to go home to Buenos Aires <laughs> yeah, to play football. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and I just, he's, a, he's a mercenary. And I, and I think one of the beautiful Talking things about. about having Roy at our club is the fact that he's a local lad and it brings that through. And his work with Palace and Proud and, and all yeah. these different things that he's yeah. doing, he gets involved. Look, all managers get involved in the local community. It's part of their job. Of course. Let's, I'm sure Pep, Pep does it a lot in Manchester. Yeah, they're contractually sure obliged Jürgen to Jürgen yeah. does it in Liverpool. But... This is this is his home. This is this is where he's from. He's from South London. It's and that and I think that that comes across the fans. It comes across the club, and it's just it's just that warm feeling you get of being a Palace fan. We keep coming back to this in the pod, where we sort of sway away from the football itself and talk about the club as a yeah. community. But I th- well, I think it's something that we can. And about. I think it's something that we can't lose. I think being a fan, and, and and I really find that not being a local lad and only really following the the football team for the last forty years, it's still. I feel part of it. You feel part of the community. Also, you want to be a fan of a club where you just don't know the future yes, of the exactly. manager. There's only a few <laughs> of us. Of There's only a few of us in the Premier League. It's us, Bournemouth uh, and uh, uh, Liverpool. Maybe one or two others you could argue. But we've all got managers where there's such a connection you just can't see what's going to happen, right? Mm. When we had Allardyce, was there a single Palace fan who thought, oh, this Allardyce era, who, kno- <laughs> who knows where it will take us? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Everybody knew yeah. he'd come and f***ing go. Because yeah, yeah. that's what he doesn't care about, Palace. Yeah. I don't know what he cares about, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Pints of wine. Yeah. I mean, I, I, met, I met him, you know, and at the, at the training like? ground. And I had deep dislike of the really? man almost immediately. Really? Well, what, what was it about him that you disliked immediately? Uh, well, I was there to launch the new kit right. uh, at the training ground. So I, I'd seen it before the players and right. I was wearing it and the players okay. could come and have a look. And it was a big sort of good photo opportunity. You looked good in it, didn't you? I, well, I don't know. I, I looked all right. Anyway, <laughs> okay. he came over to me. He's like, this is it then, is it? And you know, like... <sighs> I'm, but no, I'm not suggesting the man has any prejudice or anything like that. But you know when it's just like that, that's yeah, your opening yeah, yeah. gambit. Yeah, it's just yeah. felt a bit like it's just wrong. ew. Yeah, it's yeah. Just wrong. you know there was a bit of. Mm. In fact, there, there's a great <laughs> photo of that moment, and he's literally pulling at the neckline of my of my uh, oh, really? of my top with his finger and thumb, looking so. So and you, yeah, you just like what is this? You absolutely cannot imagine Roy Hodgson doing that. Nah. No. You'd get the opposite. Yeah. You get a big hug. Yeah, and, and I think that was that was maybe even the shirt that had the bur- uh, the um, the South London five sun- South London areas oh, yeah, on the, yeah. down oh, the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. A really well, nice that, touch. was gone after that, pretty much. Yeah, well, almost after that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't <laughs> know what you? happened. I don't know if anybody was uh, was spreading stuff behind closed doors. Who could say? 
Anyway, um, uh, right, so you can read this article about Roy um, at The Athletic. It's a brilliant article. I'd definitely uh, recommend it. As of all their coverage, of Yeah, course. I'd say the writing in The Athletic is, is massively above average and worth every penny of the subscription, which I hear you can get something of a discount on. <laughs> you, can, you can come on again, mate. That is, no, no, I often hear people talk good. like this. Yeah. That was excellent. <laughs> uh, you can. <laughs> You you've can. done this before, haven't you? If you, be, if you visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash FYP, you get a 30-day free trial and 50% off your yearly subscription. Uh, right, after the break, we've got questions from our listeners. Welcome back to the Five Pan <coughs> podcast. Yes. It's question time. Okay. We had a lot of questions about a particular subject, and that subject is the takeover that might Ooh, be happening. You guys right. seen much about this? I, no. I've heard tiny whisperings, but I just never. I, you don't ever like take anything without take, a pinch of salt, uh, do you? Uh, now? Uh, more than a pinch, you know. I just don't take any of this seriously at all. It's just until it happens. I'm just well, like, can I read you a couple of questions yeah, and we yeah, can? On, we can. So Will says, "What's been heard in FYP Towers? Are the takeover? Um, literally nothing. Nothing. We are not connected in any way, and we don't know anything." Um, Mr. Cadbury's parrot. Says what? Oh, I still don't get that. What are your hopes and fears of the potential new ownership? And Michael Van Sant says, if the new owners do take over before the transfer window, do you think they'll make a splash? Okay, I mean, my biggest worry with any takeover of any football club, actually, you know, obviously Palace first and foremost, but with any club, is thrusting a club into unmanageable debt, gambling on, you know, success. I, I just don't think you can treat any club like that because every single club is fragile and we've seen that throughout the years. You know, mm. Leeds United's and the Portsmouth of this world, we've seen it happen. And if anybody thinks that can't happen to Man City, they're deluded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to Man City, one thing needs to happen for it all to fall apart. Those guys just need to go, we're bored now. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Yeah, we're going to do yachts now. <laughs> we're bored. And why, why wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. You know, anyone who thinks, oh my God, you know, Roman Abramovich, he's just, he's got, he's just so Chelsea to the core, he's just going to be there until he dies and then he'll hand it down to his son. You know, it, <laughs> wake up. Le, le, yeah, wake the f up. Well, I think the thing is, we've so had, we've you had just our, don't know with these guys. Well, we've had our fingers burnt, haven't we? Of course, twice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Twice. In recent decades. I mean, and there was a time when I was looking down the list of the, the, the four divisions thinking, who would I who support? support? Really? When, we, when we disappear. Well, I, I was at a time I could still play, so I was thinking, well, I could form a new AFC Palace and then oh. I could guarantee a game, but <laughs> never happened. Uh, but I think that's always and that's always at the back of our mind when these new takeovers yeah. come up because we, we have had it, you know, gone wrong recently. And also at the moment, no matter what your thoughts are on the current owners, you know, the, we know Money the Americans wise, want we've out. Been sensible. We've been and we've, you know, chairman-wise, Steve has obviously delivered our most successful period. Yeah. So things are quite good at the moment, and it'll things be are very good. You know, things are very good, and things, as I've alluded to a couple of times already on this pod, things are very comfortable. You know, and it's a great atmosphere. And it's good. You know, the results or whatever, but it's a good atmosphere. When when money gets pumped in, new owners come in. Ex expectations go sky high yeah, from the fans, scary. from yeah. everyone, and that's when it starts to get worrying. Yeah. That's when, that's when it gets really problematic for me. When people just expect the world, they expect Europa League, they expect yeah, yeah, top yeah. four, they yeah. expect a big money signing in January, expect big money. Come on, you just taking over? Why are you taking over? You're not going to spend all this Spurs, money. Spurs, two Spurs. windows didn't buy anyone. Yeah, I thought their team was incredible and doing yeah. amazing things that I'd never seen Spurs do in my lifetime. Yeah, same. But yeah. within Spurs, it was like, what's he doing? He didn't even make a signing. I know. It's like, maybe he loves the team. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a, a big it. signing can actually unsettle a team sometimes. Absolutely. absolutely. And I just so I would say... That's a, my, that's a real worry I've got. Obviously, it, on, a, the other, on the flip side of that coin, it's going to be very exciting. Some of people course. are coming with a load of money, and us as fans, of course. going, come on, this is brilliant. But you've got to, you know, you've got to be... You, You've got to be quite sensible about if it, there's which, any... which we're not, because we're football fans. <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> and we want it all, we want it all. Of course we do. If there's any fears I could allay, one thing I would say is talking to Parrish, uh, you know, personally, as I've been lucky enough to do on, on various occasions, I can say, hand on heart, guaranteed, that guy is as concerned... Uh, 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 with handing over any custody and as a custodian of the club yeah. and as a fan yeah. as the rest of us he genuinely is yeah. Oh, yeah. that dude is a proper fan I of the club I think that really comes across I think that, I think that comes across and like 
I've had chats with him where I've I've had to remind myself that it's Steve Parrish because he's like frustrated about things that's happened in a game that I'm frustrated about yeah, yeah, yeah. and and signings and everything just like a fan would because he is a fan. Yeah, you know, uh, and it's easy to forget the history and especially for the younger fans to forget that it was fans that saved our club mm. and whatever you think of them, they've got a lot of pressure on them and this club is at the heart of those concerns it, it genuinely is that doesn't mean they might uh, not make a mistake do you know what I mean because people, human beings lie and there could be someone who comes in with money promising all sorts of things yeah. and we buy it and they end up f***ing us yeah. that could happen but I have to say from my experience from what I've seen disregarding any hearsay Parrish and his boys if they did make a mistake, it was not. It wouldn't be something that they. I think they I totally agree with you. Well, the, the point I've got about all that is that we go on about this. We often talk about it on the pod over the years. We've been talking about this. You know, remember where we were. We nearly went out of. We nearly went to extinction, and there was almost no club. And now we're here. We are. We'll be the seventh season in the Premier League. Some fans are just turned around, going, "I'm sick of that argument." <laughs> no, but they do. They, yeah, they, they really go, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of that argument. I'm bored of that argument. That was years ago. We're all sorted now. Let's get on with it. Let's try and move forward. What are you talking about? Stop, stop going on about something that happened nearly ten years ago, or whatever. You know, eight years ago, or whatever. And I think you've got to. This is a problem that you've got with a with a fan with fans in general. Is that people's expectations are just everywhere and it's managing that and I think at the moment also, we're managing it really well that is the part of being a football fan well, it's the excitement yeah. and the passion yeah. and the and fan, is, fan is short for fanatic do you yeah. know what I mean yeah, exactly like exactly. it's bizarre how much we're, like I see myself as a really mild kind of <laughs> yeah no. I kind of like football but if you ask my wife She'd be like, all he ever does is yeah. read. Yeah. Like, she'll catch me watching like non-league football, <laughs> women's course. football. There's, I tell you, there's no worse female advocate for the women's game than my wife. She'd be like, we watching this <laughs> for? It's not even men's football. <laughs> like, actually, the game's improved massively yeah, yeah. over the years. <laughs> I've got a listener's question. If we got time, yeah. Um, Wilf in January. Yeah. What are we thinking? Oh, before we get into Wilf, can I just ask okay. one more question about the takeover? Yeah, yeah. Because Chris Page has said, who would be in your dream takeover consortium? Wow, that's how that's how depressing football is now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we're, we're, I reckon we're not talking about dream players. <laughs> now we're talking about who's your dream money man that's going to come in. Oh, Steve Jobs could be resurrected and take, take on Palace and we'd all get earpods on the seats. Wow, that's would, where football is. I who's think, who's your businessman? Thinking. Your dream businessman? Fucking <laughs> hell. I was thinking more like if it was a consortium headed by like Atelier Lombardo. <laughs> Something like that. Has he got business savvy? Oh, who cares? It's Lombardo. <laughs> just, just, him back. You just want him back, don't you? Just um, him back. It's a mad question. It was a mad question. Um, Zaha then, because we've had a question from Connor Cripp, similar to yours, saying, well, it says, has Zaha turned the corner this season? Um, well, because he had one good game. <laughs> but then Cole Hogan has put Zaha's goal versus his miss. One minute you're worth 80 million and the next you're worth 60 million. <laughs> That's very good. It's it's true, though. But to go back to your point, I don't. I don't think he'll leave in January. I think there's a situation where Wilf could possibly never leave because of the because of the price tag on him. I mean, that'd be amazing. Um, He is still our greatest asset. I'm still smarting over Wembasaka. I'm not going to lie. It still hurts. I would have loved to get another season out of him. Um, More power to him. I hope his career is as amazing as it as it it promises to be. But um, losing Will, for me, the way the team is at the moment, I think it would be an absolute body blow. Mm. You know, like, people who don't know anything about Palace know about Wilf. And you know when you speak to your non-Palace friends, and they're like, oh, Wilf, he's doing all right. Or Wilf's not doing as well as it. Do you mean, that's all they know about <laughs> yeah. Palace. Do you know yeah. I mean, bless them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, we are a team. No one player makes a team. But he makes things happen in a way that no other player does. It's just fact. And having someone like him, that's how you start to build a great team. Absolutely. Great players attract great players. So if we can hold on to him, get another great player in, who knows? I just, I, Wilf, for me, symbolises so much more than just a player at Crystal Palace. Of course. Like he You're is talking missed. about a he Gerard is... level of, yeah. you know. Well, we, we say, will he be, on the pod that's come up a few times, will he be our Matt Letizia? In terms of, you know, 
a player that really embodies everything about a club. He just doesn't score forever. enough goals to him, <laughs> man. And also, you've got to ask yourself. As a, I know what you mean. As a world football fan, like where would he go? He'd ha- he'd have to leave the Premier League for me. He'd have to leave the Premier League. And he'd probably go abroad somewhere. Obviously, I, 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 don't I mean, know where. I, I, w- I would be less upset. I think if he went somewhere like Germany that nurtures, you know, British talent and and and, and gets players playing. Yeah, yeah. Because he he could play in any team in the Premier League. I believe, and I don't think that's my palace eyes. I think he could walk into any team. On his day, he's absolutely superb. But of the big teams, where's he gonna? How's he gonna get a regular game? I don't think any of those clubs, any of those, any of the big six or whatever you want to call them in in England. I don't think he'd get a game. I, I think he, Chelsea, I, I, Chelsea is the one that gets linked. Chelsea, or, they've got such a big Arsenal, squad down there. They do, they Arsenal, do now. I think he could probably fit into the Arsenal team. But Arsenal, I mean, Arsenal we, we might great. finish above fucking Arsenal <laughs> yeah, this year. Exactly. They are awful. <laughs> they are really shocking. Which is why, why they might want to buy It's like a buy. depressing place. This is why I feel for Aaron, because him and Harry yeah. Maguire have gone somewhere where they thought, mate, this is a mm. lifetime opportunity. And yeah. I don't begrudge them that at all. No, it's no, Man yeah. United. It's, yeah, it, yeah. it's possibly the biggest club in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's not a fun place to be no. at the moment. No. In a way that like Leicester would have been yeah. right now and for Chelsea Harry. And Chelsea probably is now under Frank. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and I think Palace, is, Palace is, is, is an exciting project. When You know, the results will, will say different. But actually, when we lose, like when we lost against Leicester... There was a couple of people, like, oh, fucking hell, come But the majority of us, like, yeah, way better team. Yeah, yep, we weren't enough. that good. Yeah. We'll be better next week. But Saturday, you know I mean? Saturday it's not kind a, of the same. It's not a I, crisis. I, I just, Saturday was the same. Most people came away being like, well, we've lost, but we've put in a really good performance. They're the European champions, and we, we gave it a go. I yeah. just think your point about Wilf and getting another great player, you know, another world-class player in the team to play alongside him, I think it's really important. because I think to Changes keep, the complexion overnight. And also, Wilf at the moment, the thing, Wilf, Wilf needs to be loved. Wilf needs love. And at the moment, he's loved by the fans of the club. He's our biggest player by a long way. Going somewhere else, he's not going to be the biggest player. Yeah. The, the type of club he wants well, to yeah, go exactly, to, exactly. he's not going to be the biggest player. He's just going to be a another player. Can I tell you what else he needs, and this James? Is what you, what? Someone else who can also pass the f***ing ball. Because yeah, when, yeah. when, I, when, I, when I watched, I was, when I was at Leicester, I was sat with my mate Andy and I was in his dad's seat, which is like right on the halfway line, opposite the, the dugout in the half away. Uh, and I'd never sat, I don't think I've ever sat that close to the pitch, not in the middle anyway. I sat behind the goal a couple of times. And it's such a great vantage point to see everything. And Wilf just complete. I mean, we weren't good on the day. Wilf completed almost every one of his passes, yeah, yeah. and how quickly it broke down after that. He'd complete a pass, yeah. be, either beat a man and complete a pass, or just get the ball and complete. It was a pass. The one thing I noticed. And then the next too. dude won't f-ing complete a pass, and it's like how, that must be so maddening. It was no, one one things, no wonder he gets so angry all the time. One of the things I noticed about the game on Saturday against Liverpool, even though Liverpool were not at their best for whatever reason. Um, their passing man was incredible. Yeah. Going from one side to yeah. the, the the accuracy and the yeah. speed which they move and mm-hmm. pass the ball around. I mean, and you're right. If Wilf had something like that to be alongside, it would make all this. We, what we need is another great player alongside Wilf. Yep. And Wilf is already a club legend. If, if, if he goes in January, he's still going to be a club yeah. legend. But he can really cement it by never going. Oh, imagine! And just let's 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 try and build the team around him. Yeah, let's just do I, it. I think, like, yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I think he's never going to be the man anywhere else. So let's recognise he is the man. Let's look at someone. He loves playing for the Ivory Coast. Let's look at someone from there. I yeah. bet there's some players there who yeah. who, who, who yeah. play for Palace, and it could really buoy him. Like when I was at the training ground. His relationship with Benteke in between sessions and whatnot, they seemed so close. They were speaking in French. They were really pally, sharing jokes and all of that stuff. I just thought that's the type of guy Will yeah. strikes me as. He's yeah. he's 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 about relationships. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and and, and feeling good, feeling love, and give, giving out love. And um, yeah, maybe maybe an Ivory Coast player, someone like that, to 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 be alongside. He could really enjoy his football. Um, but yeah, the passing thing's huge. Yeah, it's, well, a, it's a basic of the it's game. Just, I know, it's really simple. Mate, January's around the corner. Yeah. If you happen to see Dougie again before January, maybe you could just mention about the Ivory Coast thing. And... Oh, well, me and him might go on a little beano to the uh, West Coast of Africa. Ah, this, is, ah, this is where we go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You just want to go on holiday, you don't you? Gold Coast. <laughs> me and Dougie Freeman. <laughs> Big, great series, isn't it? BBC that, Two. That, I'd watch that. Instead of that thing with Rivers, Griff Jones and Rivers. Fishing thing. You and Dougie Freeman. Ben and Dougie. On the Ivory Coast. Oh, I'd watch that so hard. I'd definitely watch that. Right, final question then for this part. I've just seen the time. Uh, it's from Ada McGee, who's Hi. one of our patrons, and he says, while we're all moaning about the lack of investment, etc., should we not just accept that we support a tin 
pot to Bob Club and just embrace the good times before the inevitable regression to the mean. Wow. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> It's nice that you do have a cross-section of Palace fans, though, because yeah. there is so many of us who are, are like that. Uh, I, I would never, ever try and claim that we're, uh, you know, a bit a bigger club than we are. But I think what we've done in the past seven years is actually remarkable. Yeah. And and we've, we are, it seems really weird to say it. It's like saying, hi, my name is Ben and I'm an alcoholic. My name is Ben and I am a fan of a Premier League football club. Yeah. Like, we're a Premier League Football club established, yeah, established. Really? Yeah. That's that's the word. Yeah, and I I'm terrified of the championship. I always I always will be, but you know that what that achievement solidifying ourselves through some difficult times as well. Frank De Boer and everything that went down and the change of managers, we're we're still here, and teams are still scared to play against us. So the Tim Pot thing, I I, I get it. I yeah. get it. I know he's being a little bit <laughs> facetious and whatnot, but. Um, I think we're gradually shaking that off. I really I do. I agree. And the longer we stay in the Premier League, and I know that people want to kick on and get top six and whatever, staying in the Premier League is always the basis. And the yes. more we do that, the further we get away from yeah. that, that club. Right. Thank you for your questions. Wonderful stuff. After the break, we're going to preview Palace's trip to Turf Moor. Time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Right, welcome back to the Fabio Plan podcast. Pod three oh eight. It's the final part of the pod where we preview Palace's next game, which is away at Burnley. Uh, Chaz Lucas has been in touch and said, "Would a point away at Inform Burnley be a good one, or do we really need all three off the back of the runner games we've just had?" I mean, they are they are playing well, Ben, aren't they? But I mean, by all accounts, of course, we need three points. We always need three points. Yeah. But I would take a point all day. Long. The idea that this is our the end of our difficult run, Liverpool. Nah, but Burnley is, a, is such a dangerous team, and I'm I'm always terrified of playing Burnley. The, the the thing with Burnley is you can catch them on an off day and just destroy them, and hopefully that's what's going to happen. We're, we're really due just a, a a nice good old fashioned whooping. I'd love to go out there. And just, <laughs> Bury them three 0 <laughs> Can't see it because they're so well organised. And uh, but yeah, I'm terrified of them. Terrified of Chris Wood, Ashley Barnes. I think they're so aggressive. Those yeah, two strikers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their set piece game is fantastic. We've already covered our <laughs> oh. set piece game. That combination is, is scary. Um, yeah, I think I think they're a really good team. They're well organised. Um, and it's like the battle of the two sort of traditionalists, sort of English traditionalists, isn't it? With with Dyche and Hodgson. Yeah. My confidence comes from the fact that I think Hodgson can outthink Dyche all day long. Mm. You know, yeah. well, last in season, a game of chess, Dyche yeah. no chance. I, I <laughs> no problem with that uh, that piece there, that pawn. It's always it's just falling over. That's the modern chess, though, isn't it? That pawn just falls down. <laughs> You Again, know, none another, of our lads would do that. Another TV show I'd definitely watch. <laughs> Hodgson playing chess against various Premier League managers. Um, we did we played well there last season. We got, I think it was 3-1 in the end. Uh, we, we were very good that day. I mean, Mitchie and Wambasaka actually were two of our best yep, players. There there. Not here anymore. Um, but I think it's going to be, as Ben's saying, uh, a game for our defenders. I think if, if Tompkins, sorry, if Cahill and Tompkins, or whoever's playing alongside him, has a good game and nullifies the likes of Wood and Barnes, then I think actually that's the platform for us to go on and win the game. But they're going to have to be on it. Yeah, I think we just it'd be great to come away with a clean sheet. I think, you know, yeah, I, 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 it's so and boring and shit, but I would take a nil. I would take I a nil. I would really take a nil. Liverpool is something to build on. You know, yeah, so obviously exactly. people are thinking, well, we just we nearly drew with Liverpool. We should beat Burnley. Unfortunately, the Premier League, especially this season, does not work like that. Yeah. This is a really crazy season. When you really check it, yeah. it's a mad season. Arsenal and Man United are has-beens all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Leicester, Le- Leicester Chelsea, who everybody thought, oh, it's going to be transitional for a few years, yeah. are flying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
Burnley and Wolves look real contenders now for, for being regular European... Um, <laughs> it's oh, mad to say, but they mad, do. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, under 10th, it's just it's anyone's... Yeah. Everyone's in trouble and not in trouble. It, you know, you can't... Nothing is guaranteed. So, yeah, I would say like a, a gradual build is what I'd like to see. Yeah. Good passing... Great if we can get a goal. If we can't, I'm done taking nil nil. Yeah, you're, I didn't really realize. Well. I didn't realize Burnley was seventh. But yeah, that's that's there you crazy. Go. And Wolves have just sort of quietly gone up. I think to sixth, five, fifth, fifth. Wow. But Burnley are three points ahead of us, so it is quite tight yeah, from it's, it's mid table. It and it, well, it's also tied down to the bottom as well, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, it's I tight. Mean, to be fair, tight everywhere. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's yeah. that's the end of the pod. Is oh, it really? Well, yeah, that's oh, it. Fantastic. You ben, just get into hey, that. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Hopefully it won't be as long as last time before we get you on again because that was that's too long. Yeah, no, I'd I'd love to get back on. Um, love to all the the Palace listeners out there, and uh, love to Tomkins and uh, and Ward as well. I think it's amazing having two defenders like that and they just seem to bleed for the club it's <laughs> yeah. brilliant and to have Cahill in front of them especially yeah, Wardy I mean Wardy's been there so oh, Wardy's long been there. Oh, I see those guys it's like an Avengers assemble do you know what I mean I, just, I love seeing them <laughs> just defend some f***ing corners I'd love them even that'd be so nice wouldn't yeah, it please. Um, Enders thanks for being on as you always thank you very much for hosting thank you for listening the pod extra available at patreon.com forward slash FYP podcast will be available from Turf Moor on Saturday um, and we'll be back next week with the main podcast otherwise Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.